Testing one, two, three. Testing ABC. Uh, let's, let's see what happens here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Shiftless. This is Kevin operating from Spinistry HQ, flying solo today. Our good friend Bradford has a family emergency out of state that he's been dealing with. Don't know all the details myself, but uh, condolences to his family and anyone else affected. Hopefully everything is as well as can be for, for all of them. And uh, we, we look forward to him yucking it up with us again as soon as possible. Uh, but hey, we're, we're going to go ahead and roll an episode out this week. I don't know exactly what it's going to feel like, what it's going to look like. More than likely, it's going to be a lot less interesting. I'll try to put some good content in here that it at least is worth chewing on. Obviously, without Brad's presence, it's going to be much less entertaining. And I apologize for that on the front end. And it's probably going to be a shorter episode. But without further ado, let's roll into it kind of tossed around what what might be the best it's man it's hard to come up with topics to talk about where brad's input isn't uh, greatly appreciated and i kind of went the backdoor approach on this it's like i'm going to roll some stuff out here that i bet brad's going to have some opinions on and uh, he he can uh, he can follow up and bust my balls down the road and tell me where i'm off base and i and, and i can handle that i can handle that so t today's topic is going to be uh, bikepacking and multi-day basics. And I bring that up because one of the most common bicycle-related, adventure cycling-related topics that comes up is, well, I'm kind of interested in bikepacking, but I don't even know where to start or... Kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going bikepacking, but I got to get everything together first. And obviously, Brad and I have touched on this topic on, on the regular. And I, I just wanted to hit some high notes along those lines on what's the best way to get started bikepacking or multi-day or a combination of the, of the two. And, I mean, the short answer is it, it, it really is a process. The, the old adage of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? Well, how, how do you learn to go multi-day bikepacking? Well, you learn one step at a time. I, I, I can guarantee you, if you're holding back because you don't have all of the gear, you don't have all of the fitness, you don't have the right bike, if you're holding off from starting on that adventure, literally, because you don't have all the pieces in place yet, the adventure does not start by accumulating everything. The adventure starts by learning what you need to accumulate. Wow, I know deep topics, right? So we're gonna we're gonna be super broad here, and maybe this is stuff Brad and I can deep, you know deep dive into somewhere down the road. 
but there's some broad categories that we're, we're going to work around, like where to go, you know, the route, your overnight location, things like that. What, what to ride? What's the right bike? And then how do you pack that bike? What bags do you need? What gear do you need? What's going to make your trip a success along those lines? And then how to pack? What do you put in those bags? What, you know, what gear do you carry and things like that? Camping stuff, food supplies, clothing, tools, all, all of those all of those basics. Another critical piece is who do you ride with? And that that's real that's the first place I kind of want to dig a little deeper to begin with and let's 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 really hit this one on the front end. Over the years we've put together a lot of different multi-day and bike packing trips and events. Uh, we've done them that were very focused on trying to get new people involved. Uh, trying to uh, put together, uh, you know, that next level trip for people that that have have the experience and and the skins on the wall and that and that sort of thing. Here's been the common finding from my perspective. Basically, everyone has a different idea of what the ideal bike packing trip is. What I want to do for, let's call it a three day weekend on the bike is going to be different from what Brad wants to do. It's going to be different from what you want to do. And that that ideal, everyone's going to have a different perspective on them. We'll go, we'll go into the whys and the wherefores of that shortly here. But the nuts and the bolts of it are, it's almost impossible to find that that perfect group outing, particularly if you're just getting started in this and you're you're seeing, oh, here's a here's a group bikepacking trip over here that I could latch on to. Oh, but they're an hour too far away from what I would ideally do, or that's a shorter trip, that's shorter bicycling days that I want to do, or I'm really wanting to do something that's out in the boondocks and off the beaten path, but this this spends too too much time close to town, whatever. It's real easy to go, well, that's not the trip I want to do, because you're looking for that ideal, that perfect trip. The reality is, if you're waiting for a group trip to get started with this, no, don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't overdo it, may, but may, maybe aim a little lower. Compromise, compromise, compromise. It's really the opposite of don't do it. It's like, in a way, kind of embrace the suck or what your perceived suck might be. You know, if, if you're thinking, well, you know, I really want to do 100-mile days, and here's an ideal trip, but they're only doing 50-mile days. You know what? Riding your bike for 50 miles isn't a bad thing particularly if you're learning to go bikepacking. So just keep that in mind. And I'm not talking about that from our, our bikepacking events specifically. That's the beauty of bikepacking right now. Uh, as we've t- touched on before, it seems like bikepacking is kind of getting a little bit towards that critical mass where the awareness and the involvement and the acceptance of it is definitely growing exponentially right now. It's never going to be huge. It's always going to be a super niche endeavor, but we're getting to the point where um, it's viable for for the masses, for lack of a better term. If it's something that interests you, if it'll scratch an itch of yours, this is a really good time to really start scratching that itch and digging a little deeper into what bikepacking might mean for you. Oh, and here at Spinistry HQ, we get swarmed by the dogs as well. Dixie's getting all up in the middle of the production here. So today we have Dixie and Bailey. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Daddy's talking to himself. 
again, if, if, if what's holding you back from going bikepacking is waiting for that perfect group trip, go ahead and latch onto a group trip that might be less than perfect. I bet you're still going to have a good time and you're going to learn a lot. All right, enough with that speech. Let's kind of narrow down those broad categories. To go to that next level, there's a common theme here. Basically work with what you have. Don't wait to gather all those pieces. Concentrate on what your existing strengths are in equipment or capabilities or comfort levels, and then just start expanding that comfort bubble a little bit at a time. Where to go, you know, routes and overnights. Well, if you're starting from scratch, kind of choose one focus area at a time to dial in and up your skill level, your comfort level, and then roll on to the next one. My recommendation is work with what you're most interested in from the bikepacking perspective. If you're one of those that what you're really interested in is the camping experience and the overnight experience and preparing meals, filtering water, whatever, if, if, that's, your, if that's what you're most interested in from the bikepacking perspective, start there and start focusing on that and let the other pieces come in on, on additional trips down the road. If your focus is distance per day you really want you you want to work on those long days in the saddle well that's a different focus than what you know what what am i gonna what am i gonna use for a sleeping pad you know what i'm gonna use to dig a cat hole or whatever else right the third focus area hey i get it there's a lot of people that are into the gear that uh, that's a really big deal for them that they they want to focus on the bags the tools, the pack out and, and things like that. And if that, if that's, if that's what, you know, if that's what uh, you're, you're most interested in, go ahead and start there and start dialing in your kit and just do trips around it. So you find out what works best and what doesn't. If your focus is on the camping side of things and or Hey, if your focus is on learning how to camp, Hey, my fitness is really good. I'm confident I can do multi-day rides. I'm interested in doing the Tour Divide or the Rat or whatever else is out there. But you don't have any outdoors experience, sleeping on the ground, sleeping in a hammock. Go ahead and plan a three-day weekend around camping itself and seeing if you... You may not even have any interest in camping after one weekend of it. Go, no, I don't, I I don't want to do that. I need a Hampton Inn. I can relate to that because I kind of came from the uh, that end of the spectrum kevin had no need for camping way back when it wasn't anything that interested me at all but as i started exploring and ending up in more remote places and it wasn't realistic to drive four hours from a decent sized town to find stuff in the middle of nowhere to scout all day and then drive four hours back i started expanding my comfort zone by you know spending more time sleeping on the ground and things like that and it i'll be honest with you it took several years to find what my ideal pack out is but i was able to start at a certain level and just make it better each trip after by dialing in well that didn't work as well as i i had wanted let's try something 
different for this. You got to start somewhere and build from that. The camping aspect, if if you don't have experience in that, don't minimize that in that it's real easy to get, particularly to get wrapped up in hey, this is this is the fad sleeping pad. This is the fad hammock. This is the fad tent. Don't get caught up in that. Don't throw don't throw out, hey, what what tent should I use? Everybody's needs are different. What you need to learn first is can I can I even sleep under a tent of any kind when when it's a deluge out there? Some people just can't deal with that sort of thing. It's better to learn that under a $50 tent than a $500 tent that you're never going to use again. All right? Where to go? Choose a focus area. If you want to learn how to camp, my recommendation is set up a three-day weekend where you don't you don't need bikepacking camping gear if you don't have it yet. If you've got if you've got a, a a garage or an attic full of old camping gear from Boy Scout days or family trips or whatever else, go ahead and set up camp at a hub area, a state park or or something where you don't have to worry about tearing down every night and packing up and rolling with it. Set up camp on Friday night, overnight in your tent, go ride your bike all day, and come back to that same camping setup and camp another night and go out and ride your bike again. That's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a fantastic fundamental lesson there of lots of days or lots of miles on the bike and sleeping on the ground. And then you can, you can learn from that what you need to adapt for your own comfort and needs and things like that while you're away from civilization. And then you can start to fine tune that to what's something you can pack on the bike. Or you may learn, this is just not for me. I need, I, I need to set up my trips where I go from state park cabin to state park cabin or from Hampton Inn to Hampton Inn or from Airbnb to Airbnb, whatever works. If you're pretty comfortable with the camping aspect of things, but you just need to focus on upping your fitness or seeing if you can put together back-to-back 50-mile days or back-to-back 100-mile days, that same, that same camp setup may make sense. Set up your camp Friday night, ride your bike 75 miles one way to a town and sleep in a Hampton Inn Saturday night, and then roll back to your, your campsite or your parking area on Sunday just to try out the back-to-back being away from home sort of situation where you, where you start out uh, camping or whatever else. Or maybe you don't even do a camping setup. Maybe you just work on the multi-day aspect. Roll from your house, put in 100 miles, go to a town, sleep in a no-tell motel, or just maybe, maybe you do have some basic bikepacking gear. A lot of the smaller towns, believe it or not, lots of times they have city parks that do allow camping. And it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to call the town man, the city manager or the police station or whatever. Hey, I'm rolling into town. Is there somewhere where I can set up a tent that night? And you're close, you're close to a town, you're close to civilization, something along those lines. If you're really, really focused on the gear and the pack out, go ahead and get all your gear and put together just a, a, a shakedown ride.
I always recommend rolling from the house because you can get five miles down the road and oh, some this is rattling or this is rubbing against the tire or whatever else. This is heavier than I thought or this is brushing against my knee. If, if there's something that fundamentally does not work with what was your ideal pack out of these bling bling bags and everything else, you can roll right back to the house within five minutes and find that extra zip tie you need or well i got this brand new bling bling bag but it's not working for whatever reason i'll take my old trusty one that's covered in dust and replace it and then go back out on your trip so that's the real basics of well narrow down where to go start with what you have you don't need the whole ball of wax to go out on your first bike packing trip uh, which bike do you ride? Same thing. Same thing. If all you have is a road bike, there's nothing, there, there's nothing wrong with bike packing on a road bike. Just go ahead and go bike packing on paved roads. Find a route that gets uh, the mileage that you're looking for and get you to the place you want to go. Find that focus area that works with the bike that you have. Only have a mountain bike? That's not a bad thing. Lots of state parks, for example, have mountain bike trails. You can do the, I'm going to bike pack at Johnson Branch, or I'm going to camp at Johnson Branch State Park, ride the trails there, pedal around the lake to Isle Dubois State Park, camp there, ride the trails there, and then go back to Johnson Branch State Park the next day, or something like that. You can get very creative. You can, you can do the hub aspect where you set up camp at a state park, and just ride your bike all day uh, on the single track trails if all you have is a mountain bike. Gravel bikes obviously kind of give you that flexibility where you can do a little bit of everything. You can pretty efficient on the roads. You can go over more rugged terrain. Typically speaking, gravel bikes are going to be the easiest to load out for bike packing gear, generally speaking. Hardtail mountain bikes are typically fantastic for it. these days more and more of the mountain bikes are dual suspension that gets somewhat problematic for bike packing gear a lot of times but again work with what you have if you if you've got a, a dual suspension mountain bike that doesn't have room for bags and you don't have all the bags yet you don't you don't have to you don't go have to go point to point 150 miles a day with all your bike packing gear to start learning how to bike pack with that bike. Go, go ahead and go camping and riding. Nothing wrong with that. The really short aspect of this to really narrow all this down to the basics is, you know, start with what you have or what you can easily borrow and adjust and create a trip around that. Definitely reach out to people, you know, who have experience and are knowledgeable for ideas around routes or overnight locations or things like that. My, my, my biggest recommendation along those lines is to reach out to specific people with specific questions. You know, going out on a Facebook group and just putting up a generic, what's the best bikepacking route in Texas, in Oklahoma, or it, it, anywhere? What's the best place to overnight? You're going to get... A million responses from people that have basically either never done it themselves or they only want to reinforce their own 
trips, their own purchases. It's one of my biggest issues with uh, equipment specifically. There's lots of opinions of this is the best bike, this is the best bag, this is the best tire, this is the best tool, this is the best food or whatever else. Because it's people that need to confirm their own purchases. This is the best bike. Okay, that's your bike, right? Yes, it is. I love my bike. That's fantastic. I am happy you love your bike. But you're saying it's the best bike. What are you comparing it to? Well, it's my first bike packing bike. Okay, excellent job. You picked one out that works fantastic for you. May not be fantastic for me. And my needs may be different than yours sort of thing. So it's be very specific on the questions you ask. Don't be general about what's the best bike. Say, hey, what's the best bike for somebody that's four foot nine and needs an extra small and can take a large frame bag. If you know if if you've narrowed down that your needs are that specific, then it's a very sensible question. If you haven't gotten to the point where you can ask that specific of a question yet, work with what you have, find out what doesn't work with what you have, and then you go, hey, Here's what my actual need is. Can I, does anybody have any ideas along those lines? The same with routes, the same with overnight spots and things like that. Uh, I, I, have, I have some amazing campsites that I absolutely adore down in the Big Bend region. But I know good and darn well that I can't just tell everybody go to this campsite because A, it may be a spot they don't have the capability to get to for whatever reasons. Or it's just too far from anywhere for them to be comfortable. Or whatever else. There's Everybody's needs are different. And don't, don't expect that what you think is ideal is what other people are going to think or would be ideal. Whether you're asking or telling. Okay? Uh, so definitely work with what you have or what you can borrow from people that you trust their, their thoughts and their, their judgment and things like that. And definitely lean on those people for their experience. Now, getting back to the actual pack out, what do I take on my trip? I don't have all the pieces yet and things like that. Again, working within the realm of what you have, what you know, what you're familiar with. And eating that elephant one bite at a time. My recommendation on pack out is start with what you already do and what you already know. You you know, if if you're if you're already comfortable riding century distance days out by yourself on gravel roads sort of thing. The reality is what you have to do that is going to be the the basics of what you need to get by on on a bike packing trip plus just the bare essentials. It's real easy to get caught up in the well, here's every contingency I can think of and I so I need to carry all all of this stuff. Maybe look at it from the opposite perspective. What's the bare minimum I need to get by? And add that to what you already do. 
And then if on that trip you come up short, if, oh, I did not expect that monsoon to blow through here, I should, I should have brought rain pants or whatever else. That's something you know for down the road. I mean, obviously you don't want to put yourself in a predicament where it's truly dangerous or life-threatening or anything like that. I always recommend plan C of operating until you have everything dialed in where you're fairly close to what I call a Walmart town. Set up your routes and your overnights so that you finish in or very near a Walmart town, a town where there's a Walmart. Because you basically know that you're going to have resupply and accommodations for anything you came up short. So if you needed those rain pants or you forgot your tent stakes or you lost your tent stakes, you can probably go to a Walmart or a tractor supply and find the basics to get by. Or worst case scenario, there's a no-tell motel in town. You can overnight there and call somebody to come get you if needed. Yeah, Work within your capabilities and your comfort zones and then expand that one trip at a time. And you may find that you're you never have the goal to be out in the middle of nowhere with no cell coverage, having to rely on satellite trackers and SOS beacons just in case, being able to filter filter water. Yes, some levels of bike hacking go all the way to that, but that's not every level of bike packing. You don't have to have satellite trackers, you don't have to have dynamo hugs hubs, you don't have dynamo hugs. I'd like a dynamo hug right now. But anyway, you don't have to have dynamo hubs. You don't have to have $1,000 worth of custom-sewn bikepacking bags or whatever else. Get out there and enjoy the adventure. Find out what you really do like about it. Find out the stuff that you don't like at all. More importantly, find out the stuff that you like, don't like, but like just enough to take you to that next level to find the things about it that you love. Sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta pay the toll to get that fantastic view or whatever else, and a lot of times it's worth it. Here we go, you know, throwing out uh, classic adages and uh, things like that. But the, I mean, when you, when you go bike packing, and I think most people prefer to have somebody to ride with, to ride with a group or friends or or, or whatever else. Particularly when you're getting started. You, you kind of have to go two directions. You either have to do the, you know, do it like you're the old dance like nobody's watching. If you're just getting started and you're going on a, a group outing, don't get caught up in, well, are, are they going to look down at my bike? Are they going to laugh at me because I don't know how to stake my tent or whatever? Just dance like nobody's watching. Do what you're doing. Uh, if you're on, particularly if you're on a group trip, you're gonna, you'll be amazed how helpful people can be. Or you go the other direction. If that's outside your comfort zone, where you just can't be in a position where you you feel like you might be embarrassed or or whatever else by stubbing your toe, then roll with somebody, a specific person or a tight group of people that what I call pass the fart test. People that, well, you can cut a fart in front of and 
it's not the end of the world. And if they fart in front of you, it's not the end of the world sort of thing. The, the reality is, particularly as you're learning bike packing, as you're learning overnighting, as you're learning distance riding, as you're learning camping and so forth, you're going to make mistakes along the way. You're going to do something you're not proud of that you wish somebody hadn't seen. But you know what? They're going to be doing those types of things too. It's it. We're, we're, we're humans. We're people. And the beautiful thing about riding bikes and going out on adventures like that is the shared experience aspect of it with the people you're riding side by side with or the people you tell your stories to once you get home. Well, this is definitely a much shorter episode than usual. This is very difficult flying solo without Brad sitting next to me. So I'm looking forward to Brad being back. Again, we wish the best to uh, everyone in Brad's troop that, that's affected by the family emergency here. And y'all go out there, ride your bikes, enjoy the day, enjoy your life, and share it with others. Mm -hmm.